Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I'm with my guys. First off, Mr. Matt Welty. Feels like a week's already happened and... uh it's only Tuesday. Absolutely. And, of course, Mr. Brendan Dunn. How we doing, guys? I'm feeling okay. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Yesterday we had the day off, President's Day. I don't know about you guys, but I went into the city, tried to tried to enjoy it a little bit. It was kind of depressing. Where'd you go? I, um, I was just hanging out in Soho, doing my usual loop. Went, went up Mulberry Street, popped into Noah, tried to go to a furniture store, but they were closed because of the holiday, which is a fake holiday, obviously. But it's so cold and so dead in the city right now. It was it was depressing. I went to Pepe Rosso. I sat down for a while. You know, it, it just didn't feel like it used to. Yeah, I walked the Brooklyn Bridge, and I there's sometimes there's there's a point of the Brooklyn Bridge where you could get off and then go back. Mm-hmm. Or you have to turn around, but then there's points obviously that you could go down the stairs and like you're still in Brooklyn. I passed that point and ended up walking all the way to the city. Very long walk, but to your point, it, it did seem a little gray and a, and a little dead, unfortunately. So was it was it a contemplated period for you, Joe? What did yes. you have in the headphones? Did you have some cutting in the no headphones? No headphones, because you know mm-hmm. why I'm not wearing the headphones. I was wearing the headphones, but the bikes. You know how many times I almost got hit by a bike. Brooklyn Bridge, for sure. They're aggressive. Unless I'm in a fully open spot or field or something and I'm taking a walk, no headphones. I, it's a little dangerous. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely went for a long walk. It's been, um, yeah, it's Tuesday. Monday, we were <laughs> off, but we really weren't off. It, was a, it seemed like a busy day. Yeah. Instead of walking around New York, do either of you guys picture yourself going around New York in the Supreme jet ski? <laughs> around the island of Manhattan. Well, <laughs> Did a new lookbook go up? Yeah, the the preview for spring summer twenty one and the lookbook went up. Joe, you haven't you haven't paged through it because I saw I happened to no. be awake at six thirty that morning and I immediately was looking through everything. Yeah, no, I, I got to check that out. Uh, I know that the Kid Cudi Bape collection drops this Friday though. I'm looking at like a full. I think it's this Friday the day that this comes out, like the full range of, of his new collection. So very nostalgic for like 2013 complex style era yes. of like the new Supreme lookbook dropped. And we're like, we need to milk as many page views as possible. <laughs> Is that what was going on? <laughs> yeah. It was like, how, how, how do we create like the 25 best items you need to check out from the new Supreme lookbook? You know, Did you like anything always, in there? Wealthy? Um, I didn't see much of it. The funny part was, is so shout out Mike to Stefano. 
I saw that he posted the Supreme jet ski mm-hmm. and the angle of it from the side, I looked at it and I was like, is this a sneaker at first? Like the, the shape of <laughs> <laughs> thought the, it was the, the latest sh- Balenciaga runner. Yeah. Or like a croc or something like that. The shape of it. And then I was like, wow, there's a Supreme jet ski. I got to say there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collab. And if you know me, you know, I have deep, long familial ties to that franchise so yes. i have i have to buy the tmnt t-shirt. really who's your favorite ninja turtle i was a michelangelo guy me too me too yeah he was the wittiest he had the best personality let's be honest so relatable <laughs> yeah what are your deep ties though what's the deep ties oh wow i mean we could really get it so you could read the story on complex.com right? I actually i did write about it a while back but my father is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Wow, I didn't know that. And so is my stepfather. Okay. Yeah, because they filmed it in Astoria, Oregon, where I'm originally from. So, he, you know... It's, he played it's Donatello? A, <laughs> he was a pirate. He was a okay. pirate. He, okay. he, he, he sneaked in one or two speaking lines, but not, not a prominent role. But yeah, so I've always been a Turtles guy. And, you know, just growing up when I grew up. So I, I remember getting the... What was it? The blimp? No, not the blimp. It oh, was... Wow. Um, was was it the blimp? There was a blimp. Had, there was yeah, a they blimp. had a blimp. I there remember one. There was a blimp one, in, a, and the, in like a streetcar. Yes. Yeah. There was like a van and a blimp. That, sh- that shot the pizzas out of it. Yeah. yeah. I remember for Christmas I got the blimp and it was this big, big yeah. whole ordeal. But it was a great toy at that time. Everyone, Ninja Turtles, man. Remember so the nostalgic. toys they had where they folded into the shell? That was a classic yeah. Ninja Turtles action figure. Amazing franchise. I was a... Bigger, bigger G.I. Joe fan growing okay. up over over Ninja Turtles. But okay. I never Ninja, really got into G.I. Joe. It was like, I'd say Ninja Turtles is a close two, but G.I. Joe's was, oh my a, God. was a number one. The Ninja Turtle video games too, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo, I played the shit out of that game. Or, or at the arcade when they had all four and you could team up like... like you come like out of the, the sewer, right? Oh. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Pizza Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Apple. 3 a.m. I have all those I have all those intros memorized in my head. This week's sneaker news. Anyone hit on the Stussy Harachis? I got a pair of the tan ones. Manual? Or you got a pair? I got a pair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered a pair and, and it came. I tried on the Stussy website. Wasn't able to, to hit on them. I know there's the wider release this week. I feel like maybe they will be easy to acquire. I think for some people, they said that they were sitting like on the Stussy site in Australia or in the UK. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but Wealthy and I were just talking about how it's not going for that much on the secondary market. So yeah. it might be one of those ones where you just bite the bullet and, and pay the $200 plus fees or something. Wider release in stores or where? I think I think this past week was just the Stussy release, so this coming week is all the all the other Nike retailers that are stocking them. Got it. And then the other big news: March. We're almost in March. The Clot and the Bacon's seem to be coming back. Are the Bacon's coming back the same month? I think for Air Max month. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's both Air Max. Well, we, we don't want to confirm it yet. We don't know the release dates, but I, it looks to be both Air Max Day things. And I think the Bacon's were supposed to be last year. I did pose this in Slack. To me, I feel like you've got to pick one, the bacon or the clot, and just focus your time and your energy. Joe, you're, are you a clot guy on this one? I am I have the original bacons, but I would like another pair. I think the soles on the original ones are in rough, rough shape. I haven't worn them a lot, but it's. I definitely tried them on and wore them over break or, or earlier, maybe mm-hmm. in like November or something, and the soles were struggling. So I would like another pair of bacons, but the clot, you guys you know. You can only pick one, yeah. Joe. If I only had to pick one, I would go for the clots, but okay. I'm going to try for both. It's tough because I feel like the bacons are something that if I got the shoe, I would wear it 
much more often because it's such a more practical sneaker. Totally. But but in my head, I'm kind of like, I want a pair of those fucking clots. Really? You know? Those clots. Yeah, I, I love never, those clots. I, I never really, I mean, I didn't own either of those shoes when they first came out, but the clot was never one that I really, really wanted. But the Bacon's definitely were. I'm, I'm, I'm super going after Bacon Air Max 90s. And another thing, sorry, before you started talking about Ninja Turtles that uh, we skipped over on Supreme, or something I think is going to be very big, is that there's a cause collection coming out in this yeah. in this supreme was that in the lookbook it was yeah it was in the preview uh, you know we'll hit on manual and maybe we'll resell it for a couple but and there's like f- i think there's like four cause decks as well. oh yeah okay. but that's nothing yeah. new you know they did that cause outline thing way back when uh, but you can imagine if you hit it on it's going to go for a decent amount of money yeah i guess so i'll, I'll, I'll take that also other shoes i, I do want to mention i know we're going back and forth a little bit here but cool grade threes i think those come out this week i need those with the orange hints in it i need those yeah see i was never a big fan of those i love that shoe i I told some nostalgic stories about it briefly on full size run new episode out now um i i I just i don't know i think it was the first shoe i bought on nike talk as i said in that episode so it 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 has some special memories embedded in it for me but i I did promise on twitter a while back that it was a shoe i'd gladly pay full retail price for and now i'm kind of like oh wait a minute two hundred dollars i don't know Mm. you know yeah, I think I, I think I told you guys. I wasn't sure. I almost bought the fire red threes when mm-hmm. when they came out at the same time, but the pair had pen all over the tongue. This is way back then. Yeah, pen all over the tongue. What it was a beat? Where, where? It, it it was like the display model, and oh. for some reason there was pen marks on the tongue at finish line, Joe, in Manchester, okay. New Hampshire. Did they offer you the 10% discount or what? No, they didn't. I was waiting for it. And if they were going to be like, hey, we'll give you like the 20% off, I would have considered it. But Wait a minute. The, the, the shoe has pen marks on it and they're not going to give you a discount? Yeah, that's a little the store? They, they were They were just kind of like, hey, we don't think you'd want it. You know, they kind of let, I think the guy kind of just left it at like, oh, you know, it's kind of fucked up. Listen, if JLP was working that floor, he would have let you. He would have let you. I would have took it off with a scuff and stain eraser real quick. They, 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 they came tried off the tongue. To. A leather tongue? Really? I don't think once the pen dried, I don't know if you can get that out of your shoe. I still got the scuff and stain on deck, just in case. <laughs> from it out. from this, oh. is, this is literally probably from 2002, but I still got it. That's incredible. You think the chemicals still work, Joe? No, it look it looks a little wild in there. Actually, oh my God. actually, what one one other Jordan thing I do want to mention quick. I, I don't want to make this a weekly segment on the show, but people keep asking us about Trophy Room Jordan ones. Here's your PSA. I wrote a 3,000 word piece on them. Hopefully, that should be enough for you. That's how I feel about the shoe. That's you what I know the about the shoe. Bar in there too. Just, just, just go read the piece, okay? Amamonier threes. Amamonier threes. Yes, James Whitner posted those. He actually showed me those um, a couple weeks earlier on Facetime. Happy. You've been holding on to this, Joe? Yeah, a little bit. You Come guys on, knew that. No, you guys knew they were coming. He showed them to me. Very clean pair. Is there a date on that? I think they're coming out next month. I, I, I feel a little bit silly because I have the press release right here in my inbox. and I don't know it off the top of my head, but let's have a look. Amamanier Jordan 3. There's no firm release date on it just yet, Joe, from what I'm seeing in the press release they sent me this morning. It looks like they're just saying it's slated to launch in spring 2021 okay. at a price of $200 adult sizing and $90 kid sizing. Cool they're making it in adult and kid sizes, though. I'm interested to see what the spring big Jordan collab is going to be. We've, we obviously saw which the early year collab is that, you know, the trophy room that everyone was talking about. I'm wondering to see what 
the spring. Like from Jordan? Yeah, from Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess Amamanye is, is the is the one right now. I feel like people are going to be more focused on all that Air Max month stuff or Air Max. It feels like there has to be like a bigger, like no disrespect to either James or Marcus, but it feels like there has to be a bigger, like non-retail partner, you know, like. Hmm. like, like oh, like somebody, somebody beyond this sneaker world is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, with the Travis Fragment, that seems like there's a what a weird, obscure news surrounding that. I didn't even know it was a Fragment logo. I thought it was, and then I was like, wait, a triple collab on those Jordan One lows? Yeah, I think Hiroshi Fujiwara himself was spotted wearing them out in Japan, right, with the Fragment colorway and the backward swoosh and stuff. Man, if they if they release, do we do we know anything about that shoe possibly releasing that we can say right here? I don't know anything. That's why it's so much obscure. Are you holding out on us again, Joe? No, no, I don't know anything about those. <laughs> non sneaker news, latest pickup, something I finally bought that was harder to buy than a pair of sneakers to some extent is I posted it on my IG story. And I think I told you guys, but I got what a rogue, ec- got a rogue echo bike, which is like kind of like, Oh yeah. Bike. You're the exercise <laughs> joint, right? Yeah. Does it take it, up a lot of room? What's that like? Um, it's in the, like the corner of my kitchen and I don't have, I have like, uh, like seven, I think I told you guys, I need to go to Goodwill because I have like 70 pairs of sneakers that I'm mm-hmm. is this like a Peloton wealthy or there's no, no. screen involved. Well, you had you had to put it together, but it's like a pedal bike that also has the hands, the okay. hand, uh, arms on it. But it came in finally, and I had to like check the website every single day for like a month and a half to finally see this thing get restocked. Uh, why? Why are these? Are people flipping these too? Why are these hard to buy? Uh, I think it's like a specialized, you know, sort of thing where it's like everyone really wants that one, and you know, because of quarantine, people were buying their own instead of going to the gym. But either are, way, are, is it possible the cook groups are are eating them up? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> your but, butt boys. <laughs> the, Did you set it up yet? Because yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. So that the funny part is, is, so it comes, and I'm like. When it finally came, it was like delivered by the end of the day, and it finally came at like eight forty-five p.m. and the thing shows up, and it's in the biggest box I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I live on the second floor, and I'm like, "Oh God!" This like, is funny because I remember a few episodes <laughs> back, you were trying to get at me for complaining about Brendan, bringing all those sneaker Brendan. boxes up my stairs, and now here you Did are. Did it come pre-assembled? <laughs> no. So uh, this this one box weighed one hundred and fifty pounds, and I had to. You've been call. on your fitness shit? Come on, man. Dude, I'm not carrying a 150-pound That's box. That's a light of- CrossFit workout. <laughs> Slam some avocados afterwards. Up the stairs, yeah. And um, I finally put that thing together. And there See, was so, I much have styrofo- no- so much styrofoam and so much uh, cardboard to get rid of that my, my whole apartment is filled with styrofoam pellets. I went to go make a cup <laughs> out of a Keurig the other day. And as the, as I go, there was styrofoam floating at the top of the, co- the, oh top of the coffee God. cup. You see, I struggle with even putting Legos together. That's why I avoid even a Peloton or anything like that. There's no way. There was like a, a entertainment system that looked like really good and was super reasonable price I saw in a store. And it was like assembly required i was like i can't buy this it would i'm just so bad at that stuff you didn't have the legos growing up you weren't a bionicle guy my dad had to like build all my legos i was bad at that stuff so but were you super into it did you have a lot of sets i i had the police station which was like the best one mm-hmm. so many i loved legos for for a minute yeah wealthy were you a lego guy uh to a certain extent i def like i, I had mentioned previously earlier like gi joe was right my was my yeah. thing and that's your like, fixation all I played with yeah. So, you know, it's kind of cool. I got a Cortez from 1996 and my size from Gusto de Ninja. It was actually my first purchase from him. 
But uh, I love I've the black some stuff from him over the years. Do you know? See, the Cortez to me is a tough one because a lot of these shoes we know if they come from a different era that they may mm-hmm. or may not hold up. Do we know how well a Cortez from '96 is going to hold up? No idea, but it, it was like a it was a cheap purchase. But the fact that I have like three pairs, I love wearing I love wearing black and white Cortezes. If you like, when I go out, yeah, like for dinner or something, that is like a shoe that I'm in a lot. To, yeah. to be honest, I you know I don't wear. I don't show up to dinner really in like Union Fours or anything like that. When like it, it, you would think maybe, but like the Cortez kind of like low profile sneakers or yeah. New Balance is what what I like kind of go get dinner you don't with. Flex on them to let them know. Not Joe? really, to be honest. <laughs> it's like I love wearing like dirty, kind of like beat up Cortezes just mm-hmm. like. When shout I go out to Gusto, out. too, because he's got some cool stuff. If, if you're not following him, please do go follow him. He's got a lot of Japanese exclusives and things like that. I've, I've got some stuff from him over the years. I actually made a similar purchase recently, not from him, but from somebody in France. I And we were discussing this one in Slack, I think, but I bought a pair of Air Mocs from, like, 1996 or 1997. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yachty had that, a, that Yachty not the, flow. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yachty oh, he had, had the, 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 the mock boot type yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's funny, the Air Mock, I don't know if you guys have ever owned it, but it's a shoe... That I've I've wanted to own a pair for so long, and I would yes. always look for random old ones on eBay, but could never find the right size, or was never happy with the prices and things like that. I did probably pay a little bit too much for these ones, but whatever. I love having the vintage sneakers. So funny story about the Air Mock. When I was working at Foot Locker, I really really wanted that shoe, and there was this one girl that I worked with who was a huge sneakerhead, and she always used to go to all the outlets to see what she could buy and like resell like early on. And they had the air mocks and they were on sale for 30 bucks. And she went to the outlet and was like, hey, I got Damn. the air mocks over the weekend. And she bought every single size in the shoe. And I'm like, can you please just sell me a pair? Mm-hmm. I'll pay, I'll pay more than that. And she was like, no, I don't want to. I want to hold on. <laughs> I want to hold on to them for years and see what the, what value they accrue over the time. And was serious about it. And that's wouldn't sell me the shoes. The air mock. That's not really one people were investing Maybe in. Maybe that's where Yachty got his from. And then she had hit me up. You know, uh, like a couple years ago, being like, hey, uh, I still have all those shoes, by the way. I never resold them. And I was like, I could have got a pair. Wow. And you never <laughs> D- Wait, does she have them right now? <laughs> I think so. Let's, what let's, size? Get, let's get Air Mox for the whole team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need that. All right, guys. We had Bun B last week. We have another great guest. Super excited about the guest today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Our guest on today's podcast is one of the most celebrated skaters in the sports history. His professional career began in 1999, and for over two decades, his list of accomplishments include accolades like four gold medals at the X Games and consistent W's at tournaments like the Tampa Pro, Street League, and Battle of the Barracks. He started skating at age 12, and by 14, he had his first sponsorship. During his career, he would land top-level sponsorships with brands like Plan B, Nixon, Mountain Dew, and Target. But perhaps most notable is his long relationship with Nike SB, where he became the first skater to get a signature shoe. Throughout his time at Nike SB, he's had over 10, yes, 10 signature models. As recently as 2020, he also collaborated on a dunk high with the brand. When we went to visit his closet a few years ago, we saw a crazy collection of classic Jordans, Cortezes, and some iconic SB Dunks. He's here to talk his skate and sneaker history. We're honored to have the legend, Paul P-Rod Rodriguez, on the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Welcome, Paul. Thank you very much. It's quite the intro. Appreciate it. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing very good. Very good. How you guys doing? Great, great. Happy feeling to chop right. it up. We have Brendan, and, and we actually have a little skater of our own, kind of. Uh, Matt <laughs> a little Wealthy. skater? Yeah. You called him a little skater? <laughs> yeah, he might have done he a heel flip or a kick flip once in a while coming up, but he's super excited to chop it up with you. Cool, so, uh, cool. Paul, Paul, we, we want to go way back with you. I want to know when okay. sneakers first became imprinted in your mind. Was it your cousin Mario in the Cortezes? Was it you with the Jordans on as a baby? Was it skate shoes? What was it? Yeah, um... Definitely Cousin Mario. Uh, it's cool that you know that. Uh, he definitely was a big imprint with the Cortezes. I want to say it was around, I must have been in third grade, second, third grade. And uh, a friend of mine, I was always a real small kid and a friend of mine. A little skater. Yeah, yeah I wasn't a skater yet. I was I was just a, just a kid. I used to play all kinds, you know, basketball in the neighborhood or baseball or skate or whatever just a boy doing all kinds of stuff and he was bigger than me and he had got some new jordans and they had the air bubbles and everything i was so envious i went home i told my mom i begged mom can i get the jordans can i get the jordans please 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 she took me to Foot Locker. i went to go get the same ones but i couldn't get the ones that had the air bubble in it i was yeah. i wore i wore i was my feet were too small i had to be like a three and a half or something mm-hmm. get the air bubbles and i was so bummed because i wanted them so bad i i just remember that like really like scarred me <laughs> it yeah. scarred me uh you had to get the sky jordans instead of the air jordans right yeah i had to I, I didn't get them i i, I didn't i didn't want them i was like unless they got the air bubbles um i don't want them so i had always a fascination with air bubbles that's why like with my first shoe on sb i like i made i said i don't we can do anything the only thing i request is i have an air bubble in my shoe so that was the one thing i remember like having to have just for that speaking of air bubbles on shoes uh, like my first my first memory of seeing you obviously is in the city stars uh, street cinema when you're like this wow, tall yeah yeah th- this tall skating the jackson five um but you were skating in S back then mm-hmm. on yeah. the brand, and you were skating in Costin's shoes, mm-hmm. the first shoe mm-hmm. with with the air bubble. Like, uh, what was your sneaker memories of being on S at the time? I know you looked up to Costin at, at that yeah. point. Yeah, you know, for people in my generation, uh, Costin is our Jordan. You know, mm-hmm. so you know his shoes. The, when I first got on S, the Costin 
threes were just coming mm-hmm. out and those were very much Jordan inspired. Yep. And I remember getting a, a whole a box of them and, and I slept with the shoes in my bed mm-hmm. that night. And just, I don't know, they just, they were so special. They just felt, they were just like a capsule of my childhood and in, in that special time of my life. The shoes that I really cared for before I was sponsored anything in, uh, in high school, I had the Chad Muskas on S and those ones, every day after school, I would come home, I would clean them with the toothbrush, wipe them down with the towel so that they'd be ready to go every day after school. I never skated them. I just warmed the school to look fresh. And like, what were you stashing in the, in the tongue pocket? <laughs> uh, I didn't stash much. Muska yeah. has been coming up a bunch on this podcast in recent weeks. He was, he's like a legend for, yes, for he is. S- skaters. Huh? Like coming he's up a even from a super legend. From a style perspective. Mm-hmm. He he was definitely a guy who was not afraid to take it out of the box. Like, especially at that era of skateboarding, it was like it's all skate. If you do anything else, it's lame. Like it it was so protected and so judgmental at the same time on each other. But Muska was one of the few guys who like was just open about his other influences and other hobbies and he didn't care. And he was such a big superstar that it really opened a lot of things for other skaters to like be cool about having other interests. <laughs> and Paul, you, you talk about having the muskas and having costas and those skate shoes, but I get the sense mm-hmm. that you really were still very much into Nike at that point too. Like, like in high school, were you switching between the Nikes and then like your chill shoes and your skate shoes? Is that how, how it worked for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you know, I grew up in the in the nineties, you know. So for me it was all Jordan was everybody's hero, even though I wasn't a basketball player per se. It was such a present thing, you know, you had to have some Nikes. So for sure, even into becoming a sponsor skater and turning professional when I was riding for S, when I wasn't skating, I was always wearing Air Force Ones or mm-hmm. Cortezes. Um, I would always go to Foot Locker and just buy them and just have them. Yeah, I mean, Nike's just, it's just a staple. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, you know, it's just that household name that you you grow up, you grew up with it. It's just part of culture, part of all of our culture. It's kind of hard to not, you know, especially if you grew up in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, really anywhere in the world now, but I don't know. It just was always present in my life and they always were the coolest ones. And when you're a little kid with your friends, you're like, Oh, my shoes jump higher than yours or my shoes are faster than your (laughs) shoes. And like, uh, it was just so fun to have those little debates. So P-Rod, what did Nelly's air force one song do to you when it came to that shoe? That's why I was always have uh, white on whites. That song, I would bump it nonstop. That whole album, really, Nellyville, I loved it. Big Nelly fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. All of us who were uh, familiar with that era yeah. <laughs> had to have some Air Force. That debate comes up online every, every, it's been a recent debate, but it really shows that that song and that video did a lot. For oh, Air Force man. Ones. I can't imagine that I would love to see like the sales numbers that year in Air Force One, especially the white on whites. Mm-hmm. Um like the year before to the to the year that song came out. I would love to see what the <laughs> the sales numbers were. It had to have been double or triple. Paul, and then two thousand and five you leave um you leave S to to go to Nike. It was like rumored that 
S was like pitching you on your own signature line at the time? Like what, what was that looking like and why didn't you want to go with the S shoe over the Nike? Yeah. So I definitely at that time was already skating samples uh, of my signature shoe for S, you know, and especially at that time, it was definitely kind of like frowned upon to want to go to a company like Nike within skateboarding. You know, I always like to dream big. And, and when I, when I was coming up skating, I never fell too much into that, like, ah, uh, just keep it core, keep it. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to live large. I'm a big hip hop fan. I wanted to have the uh, the nice chains and the fancy mm-hmm. cars too. Like that was a big influence for me. And you know, growing up in the Jordan era, where Jordan was just everybody wanted to be like Mike era, and Nike being the first pair of shoes I ever had when I was a baby. I, I have them sitting over here on the show. It just made sense like it was like when people talk about selling out i look at it as that is like going against something that's like your morals right something you wouldn't that you're 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 sell you're you're taking payment to go against your morals Mm -hmm. but how Mm -hmm. can you be selling out if you've been a lifelong customer of something you know like so if, if anything it was probably the truest move i made and i just stuck to my guns and felt good about it it was like a no-brainer. How could you, like, now at this point in my life, if I did, if I didn't make that choice and I had stayed with S, I have no idea where my career would be. I'd probably be bitter and have a chip on my shoulder and regret it. So I'm I'm happy to be sitting in this position, talking to you guys mm. and um, reflecting on that good decision. <laughs> how do you? So you you ink that deal. How did how does it feel as someone who went to the Foot Locker to get the Jordans? And obviously Jordan and Nike is it they're you know stepbrothers essentially. But yeah. to ink that deal. How did that day feel? It was crazy. I was 19 years old, just a you know little Mexican kid from San Fernando Valley riding a skateboard, and now the company that you know had everyone's biggest hero as the staple athlete in there. They are asking me to be a part of their skate program. It just was, it was unreal. I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Um, how impactful that was and what kind of, what was ahead, what was in store in years to come. felt like I made it, you know, do you remember what the first box that showed up had in it? Yeah. The first box, I don't remember specifically, but it was all dunks because it was during the Mm -hmm. first kind of dunk craziness um it was all dunks oh oh i i definitely remember i had the uh the supreme dunks all three of the colorways the baby blue orange and red with the stars on them yeah i had all those uh in the box and i I had a bunch more i I can't exactly recall which all ones but those ones stood out the most because in my first nike ad ever i'm wearing the orange uh the orange ones and i remember my friend nigel who who was living with me he was a big sneakerhead, and I remember him and some other people like always getting mad. Like, Why are you skating those? What are you doing? <laughs> and at that time, I was just like, "What am I supposed to skate? That's what they send me. Like, I gotta yeah. skate, right?" Like, yeah. and I wasn't a sneakerhead. I'm, I'm, I'm a skatehead, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, just young and naive. I kind of now thinking back, that's one regret I had. I could, I could have probably had a million dollar sneaker collection by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, let a lot of things slip through my fingers. So, but. Were the sneakers like that ones that you were trying to get before you signed to Nike or you just weren't really paying attention to the dunk thing that much at that point? No, I wasn't paying attention to it at all at that point. I was like, I was still on my Air Force and Cortez kick. Mm -hmm. 
at that time, that was about 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to it at all. Um, but then they came and then people would, like, I would notice, like, just skating or being around events and people just like, oh, my God, you have the blah, blah, blahs or this, that. And I'm like, Were they trying like, to buy them off you? At some point that happened. And I, I definitely was like, okay, I'm going to save some of these mm. and definitely do a little side hustle <laughs> for sure. I, I, I've definitely done my fair share of that. I mean, I, I can't imagine that there's any athlete, especially SB athlete, who hasn't done a little uh, black market trading. You know, <laughs> that was a common thing for people to be getting these rare sneakers and then selling them. Oh hell yeah! At that point, for sure, it was super common. Yeah, so you know, I, once I found out what were the good ones and what were the ones like people were really into, I would, I would definitely like, yeah, you know, <laughs> slang them. <laughs> Paul, I had uh, heard that Costin was frustrated with you when you left S at first to go to Nike, and it's crazy too because he ended up getting shit, you know, from yeah. leaving Makai and going yeah. to Nike. Do you remember that? Yeah, I wouldn't say he was frustrated. I mean, Costin's always been supportive, and you know, to this day, he's still a great friend of mine. He, w- I wouldn't say he was frustrated, but he was definitely like, he definitely called me like, "Hey, man." You know, he was on S and at that time, you know, he was my hero that I tried to mimic growing up. And at that time we had every single sponsor exactly the same. You know, I had got on every sponsor he had. And when this opportunity came up and I I went to Nike, I remember he gave me a call, like, you know, last ditch effort and trying to make me stay at S. Like, sure you wanna stay? You know, you wanna stay, just keep the skate. And I'm like, sorry, Eric, I gotta do it, man. I gotta do it. Um, but not frustrated, but he definitely, you know, he tried. He tried to like keep me there, but it it was very validating for sure when he ended up coming aboard. Yeah. Uh, I was really happy to have him a part of Nike because he is a real deal sneakerhead. Costin is yep. he was always a sneakerhead. Even he was always wearing Nikes too when he wasn't um skating. I remember us going on tours in, in Europe and he would love going to the sneaker shops uh in Europe because they would all have different stuff that you couldn't get in the States and you would come out with boxes of shoes. So he's always been a sneakerhead since back then. So for him it makes a lot of sense for him to be a part of Nike. And just seeing him in like shoe meetings and like how and he's got a this crazy like genius memory. So he can like name a shoe from whatever year. Oh that material I'd love to get that material and apply it to this and, and I'm like wow like he's got a designer's brain so it's actually perfect for me to be on Nike. Well, one of the things too about you going to Nike is even though you had it in your head that it's a historically great company and this thing that you looked up to for all your life you you weren't just happy to be there right like I remember you saying in another interview that part of the yeah. stipulation was you <laughs> wanted to get your own shoe so you weren't yeah. just like satisfied with just getting a check. Right 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 you know I, I was very lucky to be so naive and um confident in myself at that time like i was really not not cocky i was but i was i was confident at that point i was coming into my own as a skater i was really confident in what i was able to do and what i could accomplish in skateboarding at that time and i just had this dream since i was a little kid i you know the dream for every pro skaters at least when i was coming up was to have your signature board and your signature shoe. And like, for me, if those two weren't together, then um, the dream was incomplete. And mm-hmm. I, I had to have my dream complete, especially when Nike approached me 
like I said, I was already skating my shoes with my name on it on S and, you know, they flew me to campus. They wowed me. I sat with Sandy Bodecker. They took me on tour. The whole campus showed me every building, everything. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Like I didn't know companies exist. I thought they just had offices and warehouses, you know, right. we flew back and, you know, my agent told me everything, what they were offering. And I was like, okay, that, all that sounds awesome. Um, am I, am I getting a shoe? And she was like, uh, they said no signature shoes. They're not doing any signature shoes right now. And it was like, without having to think, I was like, oh, well, I can't do it. I just I can't. Um, it's my dream. I have to have a signature shoe. I have my name on a shoe right now mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm testing out. It's like, I can't. And uh, she went back, talked with them and said, hey, you know, the kid, he's not going to budge if this isn't part of it. And they came back and thank God they did. And like now thinking about it, how like ballsy and risky that was to like good though no it was it's good and i'm very grateful for the decision i had then it's like i guess now at this point of experience it's like at that time i didn't know what i didn't know now i know too much to uh right be be that risky you know so it's a really cool story because yeah like we were talking earlier about regretting if i'd never took that deal but yeah now that you point that out i could have blown the deal by being too stubborn and standing my ground as well. So I'm grateful that they came around and saw the vision. And then what was it like once they agreed to that and they started developing your shoe? Were you going to Beaverton a lot to, to yeah. meet with designers and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was up there for a while, for years. I was up there, I don't know, six, seven times a year. And I would sit at the t- The first shoe, I designed that with a guy named Michael Hernandez super rad dude he, he designed my first two shoes we would just go out to dinners and just talk he would pick my brain try to get to know me and like what was i into and those designer guys are really good at like they like understanding your personality and what you're into at that time in your life and like somehow they have a ability to like encapsulate that in a design which is crazy talent and I remember, you know, we I'd see a, he had this like notebook with hand drawings of different things. And I go, ooh, I kind of like this upper. Oh, the sole on this one looks good. What if they were together and boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, we'd go on to a computer design. And then uh, we had with the 3D print design, like, you know, from, they had 3D printers back then. Like really? Pumping sho- yeah, they would just pump shoes out like 3D printer, like all whatever that resin material is. And, like, yeah. And just I would be able to hold the shoe right there, and it was it was really really cool. Yeah, so it's usually about a full year process from like start to finish. I think one of the most memorable things too about um, your first signature shoe with Nike was all the people that got to collaborate yeah. on it on it as well. I mean, yeah, you had the the first skateboard Air Jordan, the J Rod, the yeah. gray shoe with the cement yeah. print, which was yeah. huge. You had yeah. Futura, you had Stash, yeah. Stash you had yeah. Mr. Cartoon. The you fut- had yeah, the Futura yeah. ones that Rocky wore a couple years yeah, ago. And yeah, yes. yeah. How did the Jordan happen? How did they agree to give you Paul Rodriguez a skateboarder a Jordan sneaker kind of? Man, um I don't know, man. I can only thank God for that, making that happen. Um, again, that was just me being 19 and just like all the memories growing up of Jordan and the Jordan era and the elephant print being so, you know, such a big part of that. I just threw it out there. Like, what, would it be possible to do this? And, you know, within Nike, Nike is so huge that like 
Nike basketball, sportswear, SB, they might, they're basically all different companies. Mm -hmm. So like they have to go and like, there's so much politics between them and, you know, legal stuff. Like, it's not just like, oh yeah, take whatever you want. It's like, it is like, no, they battle for it. And I don't know what the, I was shielded from all that. I don't know what the behind the scenes battles were and what, who, you know, was it a big fight or not? But, uh, you know, thank God they, they reached out to Jordan and, got it and not only that what was even the harder bigger deal that they were so surprised on was getting the jump man on the on the on the tongue because yeah. that was like that was like unheard no, of that doesn't happen yeah, yeah. like they've never they, i don't know if they had ever done it on another shoe outside of jordan at that point so people behind the scenes were pulling strings or did you have to build with mj or like anyone like that, nah, that to stature? this day to this day, I've still never met MJ. So, okay. yeah, it's uh, it was they were behind the scenes, just working their magic, trying to uh, finesse it. And thank God they did. But you do have a special pair. I do. I do. Talk about that special pair that relates to MJ. Yeah, I have. Uh, that was for the P Rod. Or they did a four, and then they did the cup sole version of. I mean the uh, mm -hmm. Volk version of it i was in new york that year we did the commercial in new york and nas blessed us with you know doing a voiceover over that commercial for the shoe release party I went back to new york and we were at this cool little i can't even remember what the name of the bar was but it was really awesome and they blessed me with a pair of shoes in the box at size 13 and i opened it was a card uh, from a guy who works closely with jordan uh himself he was like you know, Paul, I hope you enjoy these. One day I'd like to tell you the story in person. But I guess the story was they had made two pairs of these shoes for Jordan uh, in North Carolina colors, gave it to him. And then the shoe party was about to happen. And I don't know who called Jordan's guy and asked, but they're like, actually, can we actually get Jordan to sign one of those pairs? And mm. we want to give it to Paul for his party. Um, and so... They presented me with these shoes. They're just two Paul, nice shoes. Michael Jordan is, is it's crazy. I have them sitting right here, just uh, in a box, chilling right there. And that's my I, Kobe note. <laughs> awesome. We, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. I want to go back, though, to what Welty brought up, the P-Rod 1, and ASAP Rocky wearing them pretty recently. Yeah. Well, it must have been yeah. like three or four years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember we posted on it on Complex. But what was it like to see that? You know, someone who is so fashion yeah. forward. Yeah. And it's kind of like, if you don't know, it's an obscure sneaker uh -huh. to the kids these days. But what uh -huh. was it like to see him wearing that? It was awesome. I loved yeah. it. It felt just really cool. I think I I uh, screenshot and posted it myself. You know, he's, except Rocky, he's an amazing artist. He's definitely super fashion forward. And for him to like see something in those shoes and like want to rock them and bring them back. It was just very flattering to me. And I was just like, it was so far after the shoes came out. Yeah. I'm so curious yeah. how he got them, where he got them, who put them on to him. I don't, I don't, I would love to know the story. I think I, think I have happened. a little bit of the answer actually. And oh, this yeah. is, I, I don't want to be too self-serving here, but a guy who works on his style team, Matthew Henson is a former complex employee. And I remember around the time this happened, Paul, 
ASAP Rocky came to the office, the complex office, and I, I, I mentioned the P-Rods to him because he had the testing album was coming out at around the same time, so it was a similar mm-hmm. symbol on the shoe. Uh-huh. And I was like, where did you get that? Where did you find that reference? And he, I think, gave credit to Matthew Henson, his stylist, or a guy who works ah, on his team. So I, I, think, I think Matthew okay. Henson put that together. Shout out to Matt Henson. Yeah. Appreciate it. Legend. Much love. Yeah, that, that was a huge blessing. Huge blessing. Uh yeah, it's cool. Paul, two two shoes I want to ask you about that I think mm-hmm. are the weirdest things that you've done in your career. On the okay. P-Rod, P-Rod 2, you had uh-huh. a shoe, the Free Rod, which was mm-hmm. like a, a running shoe. And you also had like a UPS boot-looking version Yeah, of the it. combat boot one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How- how 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 the hell did those two like shoes happen? Like, what's this? That's the story good. Okay, so the the free rod. Um, I love that came shoe. about because I love that free rod shoe. No, mm. I loved it too. It was uh, it was a good. Uh, we called them started calling them R and R shoe, rest and recovery shoes. So like, like I would be, I would always be wearing uh, at that time like the the free the free shoes. Um, just when I'm chilling, I just like the way they look. They were comfortable. And like how like each little square separated in the sole. I don't know. I would just always wear them all the time. And when I was like chilling, just like I was like, oh, they just feel good on my feet all day. I'm jumping and taking impact and whatnot, and these just feel nice on my feet. So um, they somebody had the idea of it. It wasn't my idea, but like the designers, like I was telling you, man, they they really get inside your head and they understand where you're at and what you're into, and they like find these ways to apply and put them together. And they presented me with those, and I was like, wow, like, yo, these are crazy, and the colors were crazy. Um, but the boot, I have no damn idea where the, how that came about. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who uh, whose idea it was, because they also made they made a bunch of different ones for, like, the launch. There was the, also, like, the um, they went down to Mexico and had a actual guy who hand makes, like, cowboy boots, I guess he was like the number one dude who make all the cartel bosses like stuff. And like, they had a pair of shoes like uh, for me that he, they had him make of my P rod twos and he would embroider like, you know, different symbols on there that symbolize different things um, that he would usually do for those bosses. And uh, they presented me with those shoes too. So like they, I think they just let the designers go crazy and just come up with Nike loves to tell stories. So they would Mm -hmm. just, Create these. I forget what the story was behind the boot. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. You've had so many shoes with Nike SB, and you're so intrinsically linked with them. Do you pay a lot of attention to like where Nike SB is in the marketplace? Like, do you feel like when Nike SB is doing better, that you're doing better? Oh, not really. You you start getting your head into that stuff. I don't know. For me, like focusing on like where they are in the market are they the hot brand right now mm-hmm. the not hot brand right now like i don't know i don't like to attach my thought process to that i just like to kind of stay on track and stay on focus of what i want to do because i know like especially with nike you know they were here long before i was around they'll be here long after i'm you know actively mm-hmm. skating so like you're going to be a company that's a, a forever company you're going to have your ups and downs and ebbs and flows and it's just the cycle so even if Nike isn't in the best marketplace by their standards, they're still yeah at the top of the heap. You know, 
you know, battling. At, I just, I just wasn't sure if you had but, to like put that hat on because like you have primitive, you know, a brand and also yeah, a store. So like how yeah. much you're involved in like, oh, Nike SB is doing well for us right now or this other brand's doing well for us right now. Oh, yeah. No, see, because we don't – the store, we closed the store down probably about five years ago and mm-hmm. we just went all online and now it's just just primitive brand stuff. So we don't Got even – it. We don't we don't sell shoes or other brands anymore. Now it's just uh, a pure primitive brand. So yeah, I see why you asked that question. But no, um, I, I don't. I don't. I just try to do my thing, keep my keep my eyes focused forward, and just the best I can. As a sneakerhead and being close to the brand, though, how do you feel about the recent heat in the past? I would say two years of the Nike SB dunks and the collabs and things like that. Has it been yeah. cool to see that or, and how are in tune are you with it? I'm in tune ish. I'm not like, okay. I, don't, I definitely don't want to fake a friend, you know, act like I, I'm super knowing of everything, but it, for me, it's really nostalgic because it reminds me mm-hmm. of when I first got on Nike and that, that wave that was going on back then. And now to see it back again and this generation getting so excited about it, it just, I don't know. It just feels like I get to relive that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having been able to participate in creating my own dunk, which I yeah. never had got to do before, um, was really special. And I can't say too much about it now because we're a little too early, but I have another one coming out. Uh, another dunk? Around, yeah. Oh, awesome. This, this, this year, um, in, in, in a handful of months, I don't know if I'm saying too much or if I'm going to get trouble for this but uh, <laughs> i'm really excited about this one i hope it i hope it means what i think it'll mean to people it, it ties back to uh, a dunk story uh from before uh, a dunk story but also ties in my story with nike so i have a feeling especially like guys like yourselves who are aware of the history and everything will appreciate it so it might be so, green and red and white or something like that <laughs> It may. I will see. It we'll may. See ha- it may be. <laughs> is that a pun? You never know. If you, you hey, you can look into it. Is that a pun? Paul? You want to look into it? Could be a big pun. No, I'm just, you plead uh, the fifth. I'm not pleading anything. I'm just letting you know something's coming. <laughs> awesome. Something's coming, and just, uh, just, just. Uh, I, I hope. I hope it's appreciated by by uh, sneaker culture, and um, I hope it you know shows the the new generation of. Uh, sneakerheads too like you know just puts them in tune with some history and whatnot paul um another person that you're in in line with who uh also has a legendary nike history is nick diamond who we've had on the podcast obviously being being sponsored by diamond did you i know you have like all the the diamond dunks i saw you like when you get he sent you like all the the new ones like yeah do you guys ever have like sneaker conversations or what's your relationship like with nick when it comes to that stuff we don't really have too much sneaker conversation usually when i ha- when i hang out and see him or just talk to him i don't know just about whatever's going on in that moment i mean you know i've known him since i was 17 18 you know when he first started diamond and it was just small little brand he was doing out of i was riding for girl skateboards at the time and he was doing it out of their distribution so i've been you know one of the early riders with diamond so i don't know we just catch up and sometimes talk about old times talk about you know how's diamond doing how's primitive doing and just catching up and whatnot but i'm always over there at diamond skating the skate park and to be honest with you i can't 
keep up with him in those conversations because he's a real designer, like a design mind kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a skater and by default, I became into the sneaker culture. You know, I, I was, I was welcomed into the sneaker culture by mm -hmm. default, just of through the skating that, that brought me there, you know what I mean? But he, he came into the culture as a designer and, and, and so I can't really talk that talk with him. Another relationship that we have to talk about, you talked about the note that you have close to you and someone who welcomed you into the 10 Signature Shoe Club, Kobe Bryant. And yeah. you had a history with him at Nike over the years. What was it like and what's, what are some of the stories that stand out between your two interactions? Yeah, so I got to hang out with Kobe maybe, I don't know, good good amount of times. I don't know, 15, 20 times over the years. And he was just always... I th I think what I take from my interactions with Kobe is I think he was aware of what he meant to people. And I think he treated that with a lot of respect. Cause I, any, you know, everybody who interacted with him, he's like a, he's the star that gets the star starstruck type guy, mm -hmm. you know, I, mm -hmm. I would imagine Jordan's mm -hmm. similar, you know, but mm -hmm. so like he was very, um, you you wouldn't make you never felt like he was approachable. He, he never felt like oh shit, it's Kobe. Can I can I say what's up or whatever? Like he, like I remember the first time I met him, he actually asked to meet me. We were doing a was called, but they bust in a lot of kids from different LA schools, and they brought in some uh, Nike LA athletes. It was Serena, Kobe, and myself. And this was the like early on still in my career, and I'm like tripping. Like I was feeling so like you know insecure like i was like what am i doing just like you got serena you got kobe and they want to bring me out felt so nervous and awkward like what am i doing here and i remember i was in my little waiting room area and somebody came in and says hey kobe kobe would like to say hi to you and i went to his area like you know they were about to put us on stage and do interviews so they're giving him like a little bit of makeup or whatever and he was just like what's up man how you doing like what's good nice to meet you heard a lot about you He's like, man, I tried to skateboard when I was like 16. I bust my ass, never did that again. Uh, and I was just like, oh, I got so like frozen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dang, that's crazy. Like it, it was so, it was so cool. But I, ever since then, every time I saw him after that, he was just so uh, welcoming and just like, I don't know, man, just genuine. He came to one of the uh, Maloof Money Cup contests back in 2009 and he sat in the crowd and i remember I, I was i went to say hi to him and shake his hand and vanessa uh, told me like yeah our daughter wears your shoes and i was just like oh my god that's crazy like because at that time they would make the baby size p rods too and he sat and watched the contest and chopped it up and i remember they interviewed him in the crowd he said yeah i want to see p rod skate like i was like oh my god what's happening here like it was it was a really uh humbling and flattering situation and i got to be in uh, some of his commercials and I don't know, man, he was just always just very, um, welcoming and nice and cool. Were you into Kobe sneakers? Yeah. I've had a lot of Kobe sneakers over the years, you know, cause he was the first athlete. I remember coming into the league. Like, you know, when I was born, Jordan was already an active professional player. So right. Kobe was the first guy, especially, you know, I'm from LA, of course. uh, athlete that i remember 
his entire career. I remember him coming in. I remember him being straight out of uh, high school and, and like everybody making a big deal out of it. And uh, so for me, it was something unique about that because I, I don't ever remember paying attention to an athlete as they came into the league or of any sport and then got to watch his whole career until he retired so so i always especially when i was on nike i always would get his sneakers i like to shoot around and play hoops or even when i go work out and train i like to wear basketball shoes so i definitely always rock my uh my kobe's and you've skated with Kyrie, is that yeah What's it like uh, skating with Kyrie? No, I haven't skated with him. I, I've chilled with Kyrie. Yeah. Um, I got to meet him. I actually met him in China. We uh, back. It was it was the summer before he actually went into the league, and so he, I think he was like nineteen or something like that. He was really young. And Nike used to do this thing out there called the Festival of Sports, where they would get these big arenas and they would put like a little football field over here, basketball courts over here, a skate park over here, and they would basically just have kids come and watch uh some of the different nike professional athletes of the different uh sports and um have big demos and it was really cool and so for some reason in the green room they paired up all the skaters with the basketball players and uh we just got to chop it up we got to talk to Kyrie, got to hang out for a few days lebron Kyrie, chris bosh Amari Stoudemire, a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of dudes. Um, so it was cool. And they were all just like, cool. They would come, chill, talk with us, laugh. Like, it, it just felt like we were one of the guys for a few days. It was, it was cool. It yeah, I wasn't cool. sure there's that <laughs> video of him, like, skating at the barracks or, or something Yeah, I like wasn't that. there. He did tell me that he liked skating and that he wanted to come to one of the contests. I'm actually glad you're confirming this because I feel like Wealthy has, has been very skeptical that the story of Kyrie Irving as a skateboarder is just a Nike brand narrative. <laughs> No, no, no. He he told me then that he was into skating, that he liked it and um, whatnot, and that he had wanted to come to one of the contests. And, I, and you know, he's from Jersey, so we would uh, I hit him up when, and put some tickets aside for him at a street league in, that we did in Jersey. I don't know if he ever came or not. I don't think he came, but, but I, yeah, he, he told me that. He said he'd be, he, he was into it, so... Confirmed. I, I want to know, too, Paul, your, your life at Nike... How much does it go beyond this Nike SB world? Like, when when you go up there, are, are you involved in things beyond just SB, or it's kind of like this little team? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I <laughs> wish, yeah. I wish, I wish. Um, but no, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much am uh, just SB. Like I was saying before, like every brand is treated as a separate brand, so mm-hmm. it's like basically like you have a bunch of these individual companies all on one campus it's like a huge we work i guess but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no I've, I've definitely been able to go like i remember one time they took me to the uh you know to get inspiration for shoe design and stuff they've definitely take like some designers will be friends with a designer over there at basketball and i remember going to the basketball uh, uh to the jordan building um I think it was the Jordan building where basketball's in. I, I can't remember, but, um, and, you know, talking with the designers there and they would show us stuff they're working on, seeing some like prototype shoes that they're working on. Um, but as far as being involved, nah, just, I've got to see cool stuff. Yeah. But, I, I even yeah. wonder because like you hear about other 
athletes there who have signature shoes like LeBron who might go into the Nike Sports Research Lab and get a bunch of things hooked up to his body to measure his stuff. Like, oh, when, yeah, they've when, done when that you're with creating us. shoes, do they do they have that same process for skate shoes? Yeah, they've done that with us. Um, they'll take us. They have these uh, machines where they scan your feet and they can see like what kind of arch do you have flat feet archy feet whatever and they can like help uh you know they can essentially make a sole or whatever shoe perfect for you so that it'll help uh, align your body properly mm -hmm. um yeah they've definitely hooked up all kinds of stuff to us and had us done like different tests like jumping tests explosiveness tests and running and certain things just just for the fun of it um done that a few times I remember being at your house, if I remember correctly, you had your cigars on a table, then under the yeah. table, all the teal and black boxes. Uh-huh. Mike, uh -huh. yes, B. What have, recently, what have you got that have been excited? Are you into, like, the Ben and Jerry stuff and, and dunks yeah. like that that are going, yeah. like, you know, that have been talked about so much? Yeah, I got the Ben and Jerry's. I got the, uh, what was it, the Grateful Dead ones. Mm -hmm. uh, the other day, I got these ones i don't know what like the street name is for it i don't know it said i can't post them until the 20th but okay. like the carpet ones i'm paul i'm a big carpet i don't know if you, you follow <laughs> carpet but i'm a big supporter of them so yeah we, we cool. need you to big up those cool. dunks as much as possible yeah yeah yeah. i got those ones um and just so we're clear one? you're a huge fan of carpet major <laughs> just so we have that on the record yeah, yeah, yeah uh the chicago dunks oh nice habibis i think did you wear the yeah, yeah yeah i was just wearing those yeah uh sunday mm. i was wearing those those are kind of mostly my recent my recent heat paul you mentioned um the collaboration on the dunk that you had um last year the, mm -hmm. the mexican boxing shoe you had that collaboration but um your sneaker line stopped at 10 what was the reason for that or is there any clue that they'll bring it back you know that's a a subject stings i'll be honest with you i don't know i guess i guess uh i don't know i don't have an answer on that one was there any conversations on it or no not really it'd be nice i mean even to just retro and reissue some things i mean we have so much history and yeah nike nike loves telling stories we got you know, 10 shoes to work with, a lot of stories to go there. So, you know, it'd be nice to reissue some things and have them out, not just even as quick strikes, just to have them re-released, you know. I'd be stoked on that. I'd be stoked to work on another shoe. Uh, some things are out of my hands. If you could bring one back, what would it be? It'd be the one. Yeah. Any specific, any specific uh, collab or, or color or what? If I could, in a perfect world, I'd like to bring back the three original drop colors and the uh, Futura stash. Just like bring back yeah, that, that whole pack. drop, that whole release. Yeah, that yeah whole that original whole release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a perfect world, that'd be, that'd be something I'd like to do. Yeah. I remember going past, I tell the story a lot. I remember going past the local skate shop in my town and seeing the J Rod in the window and not, and seeing a P Rod with the, with the jump man on the tongue and just being like this can't what is going on here and it was right before the the time when they were in the window and you could walk in and they were on the shelf those days are obviously over now but it was like one of the last times of the feeling i had to go into a sneaker skate store and be like mm -hmm. do you have these in an 11 and 11 and a half and they had them and i just remember calling my friend like you won't believe what i just got it's this yeah. p rod one with a jordan logo on the tongue 
what did you do? Did you just give somebody some money in the street? Like what it was did there, you do? It, it must have been the last <laughs> last two sizes. I was getting yeah. lunch at the deli next to it, and then I I just happened to walk by, and it's like in the window, and it might have been even the display one, but I didn't even care, yeah. and I was like. Give me that in a size 11 and a half. And I remember calling my friend, like, you won't believe this come up I just had. They were that's in crazy. the window. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I would love it for feels those really to come back. Cool. I would love it too. They came back briefly, uh, but it was like different. a, yeah, it was different. They did the, uh, put the sole from my ninth shoe on mm-hmm. it and did right. like a little, little uh, remix on it. But yeah, nothing beats the original, man. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to say it feels really cool though. Sorry. Oh yeah, it just feels really cool hearing like guys like yourself like having that story and that memory. Like, cause for me, I'm just like, you know, I'm just I don't I just feel like you know just I'm a skater in this little skate world, and like I feel like only skaters know about it. It's, to me, it's very cool and flattering to hear like people like having memories uh, about that shoe, about certain shoes or products that I've been a part of. It, it trips me out, man. Yeah, one of the one of the memories I had was I remember you were on It's the Shoes on ESPN. Yeah, with Bob, Bobito with, with Bobito, who was also yeah. on the podcast way back then. And like, like you mentioned, you weren't that into sneakers at the time, as far as like what sneaker culture was. Did it kind of right. bug you out that like at the time, like two thousand five, you're like, there's an ESPN show on sneakers. Yeah, that that definitely uh, tripped me out. I'll, um. Cause I, I, to be honest, I didn't have any idea who he was. And, um, you know, the S- Nike people were like, Oh dude, this is a big deal. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh sweet. And I remember <laughs> my dog at the time stepped on one of his shoes and like got mud on it. I felt so <laughs> bad. He was bummed. <laughs> man, he was bummed. Your was dog like, fucked oh. on Bobito sneakers? Yeah, man. I had a dog named Oreo. He was pretty big and he was like, uh, super energetic he was nice he wasn't mean or nothing but he would jump on you and like ah, ah. and uh and like my backyard uh i don't know it had that like clay kind of ground and after the sprinklers go on that he would be back there running around dredging up all the mud and, like uh, i get i forget why we went in the backyard i think to go say hi to the dogs and for sure enough oreo jumped on him and Put a paw full of mud right oh. on his shoe. Yeah. Oh man! I think he even grazed his, his shorts that he was wearing. It was a <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a mess. <laughs> you gotta tell your <laughs> Nike people to replace the shoes. Like on the I spot, know, we need we need I more know. sizes for for Bob. That's like the main memory I have from that shoot. I guess maybe one of the last things I just want to ask you: when you mentioned coming on to SB and you asking to get the shoe and not realizing how crazy it was, you know, at the time to just be, you know, a young kid asking for your own signature sneaker. What was the reaction from the other skaters on the team? Because you had guys, you know, uh, Reese Forbes. Yeah. Rich, Richard Mulder. Yeah. You know, what was their reaction to you being the young guy on the team getting the signature shoe? Um, It was, I don't know about like to the shoe, but like welcoming on to the team. They were all very, very welcoming. Uh, yeah. I remember my first trip on nike i was in texas for a make a wish foundation benefit and it wasn't a nike trip but it was my first time being out in public wearing nikes and it was the cat was out the bag and uh danny supa and todd jordan took me in they took me out i didn't really know many people there like took me out with them that night you know um took me under their wing and um then my first nike trip was to japan it was just me and reese forbes 
And I didn't really know Reese very well then. He was super welcoming, took me under his wing as well. We had a great time, did some demos. Um, I have I, I have a lot of great memories, a lot of love for the, all those original guys, man. Um, it was a real special time, real special era. I saw Richard uh, Mulder maybe a month ago. Uh, he's, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Um, yeah, I still see all the guys around, but... Uh, they, they were very welcoming, very open um, to the situation. And um, I don't know if anyone had any behind the scenes feelings of like this guy getting a shoe or whatever. I don't, I'm not, not that I, I never felt those vibes or caught those vibes, you know. Uh, P Rod, you know, I know we, we wanted to do an hour before we go, besides obviously the upcoming, you know, quote unquote dunk, anything else that you want to share with yeah. us for going forward? We're definitely looking out for that. Um, it's so funny because right now, like the timing of doing this interview is just a little early because I got okay. two you really come back cool on, things. Yeah, you yeah, come yeah. back on. I got two really cool things happening that is just just shy of being able to talk about. Okay, um, but but uh, I think this year you you'll be a uh, you'll, you'll be seeing a lot of me. I think so. Awesome. I hope so. And um. Yeah, I, I'm just working on some really cool stuff. I'm really happy. You know, I think last time when we did the interview, I was coming off knee surgery. Injury, yeah. yeah. So now I'm healthy again. I'm skating my ass off and um, looking to have a strong kind of comeback year uh, as far as skating is concerned. And uh, I'm just really focused on that. And I'm really just I feel like I'm back in love with it. I have a second chance at a skate career. I'm very grateful. I thank God every day. I, I'm able to still be here and be in this position. And so I'm going to try to uh, make up for lost time and have a big year, hopefully. Awesome, man. Well, definitely keep us updated when you could talk about that stuff. You know, we'll yeah, figure, yeah, out yeah. A, maybe, figure out maybe a way. A, maybe another Cinco de Mayo dunk. A few months. That's this what guy. I was saying. I said May and I said plead the fifth. May. See, fifth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, see. <laughs> I, you're a conspiracy theorist, I could tell, huh? <laughs> you look yeah, see, they, they're prying, they pry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, oh, like you, you can find the signs. Uh, um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to uh, confirm nor deny anything. Beautiful. All that I would say is, uh, I think guys like yourselves will appreciate what we got awesome. coming. And thank you for Perfect. sending the dunk. It's it's right here in my closet. The, oh, the, no worries. Appreciate it, man. It's awesome. I, I, I'll get you guys on, on, the, on the next one, too. Awesome. Appreciate that, Paul. Thank you right, so fellas. much. Thank appreciate you, guys. you chopping it up, man. My Talk pleasure. Soon. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Thank you, too, man. Thanks, Paul. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection. To find the person you can rely on. The one that's there every week, month, or year. And always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACAST Podcast Ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet. The Rachel to your Ross. The Bert to your Ernie. And avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one conversation. A chance meeting in the gym or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with ACAST. Head to go.acast.com to get started.